There is no light left in Kylo Ren. He's only getting stronger. The First Order will control all the major systems within weeks. We need your help. We need the Jedi Order back. We need faking Star Wars Radio. That's right. Faking Star Wars Radio rises again for another great episode. The official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. Today, we're reacting to the recent Vanity Fair article about the rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode 9. We'll discuss the recent opening of Galaxy's Edge at Disney amusement parks and discuss plans for Solo 2. We also have a duel of the fakes, some listener mail, the fake-a-meter will evaluate a hot Reddit leak, along with some more great stuff, so please don't go anywhere. Also, don't forget to add us on Twitter. I'm at StormDuper, or you can add the site at FakingStarWars. You can also find us on Instagram at FakingStarWars. Like us and subscribe as well on Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform of choice. My name is Storm Duper, and we have a special treat today. With me are both of my co-hosts, Teeb and IG69. How's it going today, guys? Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> it's, it's going oh, great, dear. Storm Duper. Oh, no. I think we're in for one of those long episodes today, it sounds like, just, just based on the introduction. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, get your drinks uh, in order, and uh, we'll have to we'll have to try to knock this one out. To all you listening out there, if you have any suggestions, you can always get it to us on Twitter or Instagram. We're already we're we're monitoring the lines closely. Always. And and I just wanted to you know let people know out there we really do respond to to um, you know Twitter and Instagram, and we don't have anything else to do in life whatsoever. So if you send us a tweet or send us a, an email or whatever, we definitely will respond. Um, and as evidence of that, uh, we received a message recently from the guys at Loose Cannon, which is a uh, kind of a cousin podcast. We we met them recently at uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, and a friendship was born. And I, I got a message a few weeks ago asking if we would uh, appear on their podcast. And so um, last week, me and... Uh, well, I should say IG69 and I appeared on their podcast and we discussed uh, some things related to the um, uh, execution of Order 66 and the Jedi Inquisition. And as part of that conversation, we came out with the idea of what if Quentin Tarantino was going to be uh, directing a new Star Wars film. Did you guys uh, get a chance to listen to that? Well, I mean, I know you were there, IG. How about you, T? Did you hear it? Uh, I listened to it for about five minutes, and then uh, I had to, like, uh, go and change oil in my car and do some other stuff. Um, I did hear there was something about, like, Samuel Jackson. That sounded uh, kind of funny. That's but... right. So, um, you know, as a celebration of our appearance, we, we collaborated and created a T-shirt design and sticker design of um, – it's Samuel L. Jackson from uh, his role in Pulp Fiction playing Jules from the shoulders up. And from the shoulders down, it's uh, him playing Mace Windu. And he's uh, – below that is the caption, what do they call a quarter pound? quarter portion with cheese on Coruscant. So we have those available for you at tpublic, that's tepublic.com slash uh, users slash faking Star Wars. Um, and these stickers are available, I think, for just two bucks, and they're really cool. I ordered one myself, and I'm going to put it on my forehead. Uh, that is an ideal place for it. That's right. They stick really well to my helmet, so... 
you are interested in watching or listening to that episode, uh, it is on our Twitter feed. You can find it again. That's Loose Cannon. Um, and there's actually a video of the of the appearance. If you want to see what IG69 looks like when he's wearing his costume uh, in disguise as a human, you can certainly see that. Or you can see me uh, in my birthday suit. Oh, joy. His under helmet is um, something to behold. <laughs> That's what Mrs. Duper has always said. Very shiny. Yes. Great. Well, um, so that's our product review for today. Those uh, those stickers and T-shirts are going fast. That design is not going to be available for long. So get on there. And, and uh, on TeePublic, they always have sales. So try to find a discount code and uh, don't, don't ever pay full price. And make sure that you buy as many stickers as you can. Post them all over the place. Uh, we definitely want to annoy all the city councilmen and the police and the fire department and any anybody. I mean, if you see somebody walking by on the street and they don't have a sticker on their forehead, it is your duty as a Faking Star Wars listener to go ahead and place that sticker immediately on <laughs> the vacant forehead. That's right. That's right. All foreheads covered. And some five heads. There you go. Well, uh, guys, that sound means that it's time for another edition of Duel of the Fakes. All right. It's my time to shine. No. Oh, this is going to be bad. I know it. <laughs> so it's time for the game that has people lining up for hours at Galaxy's Edge. That's right, folks. We're going to play Duel of the Fakes, but this time we're doing it my style, Teeb style. Um, all right. <laughs> what was wrong with Duper style? Well, for one, and for two or for three, uh, it wasn't Teeb style. And I actually want to give Duper the chance to play again. Aw, that's so kind of you, Teeb. Well, it's only right that you also experience the humiliation that comes with losing. Uh, or the tremendous high from winning, too. Yeah, come on, Duper. It's harder than it looks. Uh, I'm not completely heartless, so that's why I'm going to let you both play together. So it's up to you if you want to help each other or compete against each other or do whatever else you want to do. Fair enough, fair enough. I will so, crush him. I hope so. So now remember the rules. I'm going to read off three Star Wars news stories that should all be 100% complete fake news. Uh, of course, there's one sneaky real story hiding among the certified fakes, so it's your job to call out the piece of real news that's infiltrated our fake news bureau. I understand. And might I say, you are doing a fine job of emceeing, Teeb. You must have done this before, right? Am I really that good? No. Well, I, you know, I hate you. And that's why I'm upping the difficulty on this Duel of Fakes to Pablo Hidalgo level. Que bueno! So in this edition of Duel of Fakes, it focuses on Vanity Fair's ultimate preview of the rise of Skywalker. It's Which been out for a minute, so hopefully you guys, you know, have read it cover to cover. What's Vanity Fair? No, seriously. Hell if I know. I think it's like a <laughs> BuzzFeed for baby boomers or something. We got this, IG. All right, so first up, Lev Grossman. That's really the guy's name. Lev Grossman, the writer of the Vanity Fair cover story, is no stranger to fictional worlds with super-powered characters. In fact, he's also the creator of Wizards of Waverly Place, a series of best-selling novels that was recently adapted into a TV series. Grossman has gone on record 
stating his young adult series is heavily inspired by both George Lucas and J.K. Rowling in equal measure. So it was an honor for him to contribute to Vanity Fair's coverage of Episode Nine. Hmm, very interesting. Oh, it's only going to get better. So, next up. It wouldn't be a Star Wars Vanity Fair issue without exclusive images by celebrated photographer Annie Leibovitz. The legendary creator goes back nearly 40 years with the saga, having staged a Rolling Stone photo shoot for The Empire Strikes Back way back in 1980. You remember back in 1980. I was alive. Since 1999, her behind-the-scenes Vanity Fair images have given fans their first looks at every major Star Wars film production. So to commemorate her contribution, J.J. Abrams named the character in Episode Nine after her. So one of the traders who deals with the Aki-Aki on the planet Pasana is named Analu, an homage to Leibovitz. The award-winning photojournalist even took a rare selfie with her namesake on set in Wadi Rum, Jordan. Yeah, hopefully you, hopefully you know if that's fake or not, Duper. Don't put all the pressure on me, man. Here's the third story that should be fake but could be the real, like my Jedi Academy student loans. Ouch. Oh, man. That's a gut punch. <sighs> you know, I always go for the gut. Soft and mushy. So Vanity Fair was forced to issue correction to Lev Grossman's article because one of its sidebars incorrectly stated that Kylo Ren was mowing down the Knights of Ren. During a Reddit AMA, that's Ask Me Anything, IG, if you're not familiar with that. I don't know acronyms. Yeah, AMA is Ask Me Anything. Your own name is an acronym. How could you not know acronyms? (laughs) Didn't we discuss that we don't really know what IG actually stands for? Nobody knows. It's provocative. Yeah. Provocative. Sure. So anyway, during a Reddit AMA, a fan asked whether Kylo would indeed battle his own minions, to which Vanity Fair replied, uh, that was an error. We've since updated the article and noted a correction. Uh, All we confirm is that the knights are indeed back. Sorry for the confusion. As it turns out, the byline on the piece where the incorrect info appeared is not Lou Grossman's, but another Vanity Fair writer may have misunderstood something and mixed up the sidebar information. You are really loving this, aren't you, Teeb? It is like the ultimate power in the galaxy. It's like bigger than the Death Star and uh, Starkiller Base combined. That's how big my ego is right now. I just am filled with power right now. Calm down, Pelpa Teeb. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Hear <laughs> <laughs> about the pop. Can, can you give us a, a recap? That was a lot to remember, like, you know, verbatim. No, I'm running things, and screw you guys. Figure it out. So, yeah, I'm only kidding. First, there was the story about Lev Grossman being inspired by Star Wars and Harry Potter and creating his own fantasy series, Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Write this down. Second was Annie Leibovitz having a character named after her in Episode 9. Okay. All right. And lastly, the article possibly spoiling some infighting between Kylo and his knights before printing a retraction. Hmm. Yeah. So what is it going to be, Well, this is only my second time playing, so I don't really have a canned strategy of victory here. But I would say that the second story, it sounds like it's taken like a real story and twisted it because I have a memory that Anne Leibovitz has actually shot for Star Wars movies all the way going back to A New Hope um, since before Empire Strikes Back. So I could be wrong about that, but I had I, I thought that she was even <clears throat> earlier. So, And then the other thing is I'm not sure – I mean – 
about that name Analu. It sounds a little bit. I don't know. There's just there's just too many details in that one for it to be convincing. Um, so I'm uh, good. Yeah. I'm not sure yet, but but I'm I'm the least convinced about that one. I think that one is definitely fake. What do you think, IG? I've been trapped by that type of question before where it's 90% true, but like there's some details that are wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I'm suspicious of number two as well, though I do think they would, you know, uh, they've done this before given uh, people who involved with the series, their own um, uh, honorific character in the saga. Yeah. So it sounds like it's, it sounds very plausible, but. But maybe you know, the name is, is different. Is the name Analu and yeah, so I don't know. The other yeah. one that I'm not sure about is the set, the last one because I I know, I mean I read the article. I definitely know that they mentioned the Knights of Ren. I don't recall the sidebar in that article though, saying that Kylo is mowing them down. I thought that was discussed later on Twitter and stuff, but I don't actually remember it being in the article. And I'm. I'm really, really doubtful that they would have gotten something like that major uh, approved by Lucasfilm or been able to run something like that. That's kind of integral to the plot if they didn't want them to. So or erroneous. I mean, that just seems kind of too, too far beyond the pale of information control that Lucasfilm wields on the universe. And if you look at the clip of, um, well, uh, like Kylo mowing people down, it doesn't really look like the Knights of Ren. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it could be, but I've, I've heard that he does, that is that is uh, Kylo doing that, but I mean, I don't really know if that's considered an error or not. So I'm I'm probably going to vote for the first one as being true. I, I think Lev Grossman, I think it's perfectly reasonable to assume that he was influenced by George Lucas and J.K. Rowling. I don't, I don't see that as being uh, fake in any way. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with Wizards of Waverly Place, but certainly sounds reasonable to me that it could have been influenced by by uh, George and JK well yeah it sounds reasonable that it's influenced by it I mean do, do the wizards in that series hate sand <laughs> right. it does get everywhere yeah yes. it does get everywhere I, I honestly don't know what what else to say about it because I've not read it but it sounds it sounds reasonable so I'm I'm gonna cash in my vote for number one as being the true true. Hmm. Hmm. What about you, IG? Well, yeah, I'm also leaning towards uh, number one, but you know that means then it's just you know Stormtrooper and I boring. rise or fall together, and that's that's boring. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe sh- should I? I have a horrible record on these things, so since well, that would be the story the I would I choose, naturally pick, it's probably wrong. Um, so yeah. You know what? I'm even though number two sounds really suspicious. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with number two. Okay, now I'm definitely not going to change because if you were going to pick number one, then I was going to have to change because you, there's no chance in heck that you're going to get it right. No, I mean there is not. But the thing is that number one was the story I was going to pick first. Oh. So yeah, that's what you say after I picked it. Well, I have some really good news for both of you. What? You're both wrong. Oh, awesome. (laughs) How amazing. (laughs) So nobody won. So nobody has to feel like a, like a, you know, a a lone loser. You're both losers. We don't have to put an L sticker on our forehead next to our uh, quarter portion cheeseburger. uh, Can we both get participation ribbons? Sure. You know, I'm not a totally heartless Sith. Why not? So what was, uh, what was fake about the first story? 
The first story is fake because Grossman is actually behind the magicians, not Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, it's a detail one. Oh, it's a detail those are one. The hardest, especially because I'm not really that much of a of a literary person. I mean, the only the only entertainment I put in my face usually is Star Wars. So, yeah, just in your face. I put in it my everywhere. eyeballs in my earballs everywhere. Hmm. So yeah, the second one is completely fake. Oh, Total okay. <laughs> And the third one is true. So I thought that was interesting, too, because the term mowing down in a Vanity Fair article just seemed kind of uh, uh, kind of off-brand for them. The term yeah. mowing down, it, it sounded like, you know, like they had, like, a Marine down in the mailroom that they had to, like, bring up and help them write that article or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, nobody's You know, cool now that you Fair. say it, I do remember that phrase actually being in that article. Ugh. So do it's I. Just, That's why I was amazed that you guys didn't get it. <laughs> I dissected well, things. I thought about it too hard, like, but like, it, it yeah, it just stands out wrong. I was like, oh, really? Mowing down? They said that in Vanity yeah. Fair. Well, I mean, Vanity Fair is pretty hardcore, so so I would expect that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> I I might not have read the article. So I mean, oops. Darn it. <laughs> so I I'm devastated here. I'm now fifty percent. My two times I've played. Maybe if you guys are nice, you'll let me play a third time this season. Get I'll my average I'll, I'd back love up. to do it, yeah. As long as I get oh. to hear the music, I'm happy. You know me. I love that. I love that music. It's so nice. Next time, I should host, you know, that way. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. That way I can inflict the pain instead of having it inflicted upon me. Just just having to be around with you is pain enough, I think, IG. So. He's a typical assassin droid. It's It's what I'm here for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, thanks for hosting this one, Teeb. You did a great job. I think I'm going to have to put you down in the annals of uh, Duel of the Fakes uh, hosting skill for for the future. So You're so mature. Duel yeah, I'm, I'm glad you uh, pronounced that right, too. <laughs> the annals. Yeah. Duel of the Fakes. Well, Storm Duper, um, I know the listeners out there are anxious to know about the new Galaxy's Edge. Um, you and I happen to get advanced tickets. I got so many tweets just begging to be a plus one, but I could never stand up my favorite assassin droid. So um, Storm Duper and I went together, and uh, I took a very special recording of the new Han Solo Imperial Academy adventure. It was really fun, and we had to smuggle the uh, recording tapes uh, in our very special place. Here is our experience at the Galaxy's Edge Imperial Academy adventure. Welcome to the Imperial Academy. Name, please. It's Han. And your last name? Last name? Who are your people? I I don't have any people. I'm alone. Hmm. Okay, then I will call you Cadet Solo. Next. Welcome to the Imperial Academy. Names, please. Uh, John, Mary, and Billy Coulson. Hmm. Three of you, eh? You'll be known as Cadet's Trio. Next. But but we have family names. And they suck, Cadet Trio. Move along. Welcome to the Imperial Academy. Names, please. Trevor Johnson. And uh, Bill Doyle. 
Okay, I'll call you guys Cadets Solo. What? There are two of us! Yes, but I'm pretty sure you'll both die alone. Next! Welcome to the Imperial Academy. Name, please. IG-69. Another dumb name. I mean, what an awesome name. You will be known as Admiral IG. Thanks! Next! Welcome to the Imperial Academy. Name, please. Storm Duper. Last name. I have none. I'm alone. Then you shall be known as Cadet Derpface. What? No! That's what the kids called me in high school. And my mom. Sounds right. Next! No! I love this job. Well, um, as part of our uh, legal obligations uh, to evaluate leaks and rumors from around the galaxy, we have the fake meter here today with us, and we have a hot leak from uh, Reddit. As you know, Reddit is a, uh, a depository of all kinds of incredible leaks. Their veracity uh, is sometimes suspect. So uh, this leak comes to us from Reddit user Infinite SWMA. Now, uh, that doesn't sound too promising to me, but um, according to this person on Reddit, um, the uh, sequel to Solo 2 is going to be coming out, and it's going to have the following characters. Brace yourselves, guys. Greedo, Jabba, and Bosk. And for Greedo and Bosk, their costumes are going to be their original costumes from the original trilogy. So no changes whatsoever. Those actual, like, clunky, uh, you know, uh, silicon masks and um, rubbery fingers, it's going to be exactly the same. Now, Jabba, on the other hand, is going to be a puppet, which is like an amalgam of the Phantom Menace. So I'm assuming CGI there for the head. And then the Return of the Jedi aspect will be um, like uh, using the body and coloration and skin texture uh, for the whole body. So half rubber, half uh, CGI, sort of like how they did um, L L7 from uh, Solo. Or L3, L3 sorry, L337. L337, right? L337, yeah. Elite. So, uh, so that's the first part of this leak. Uh, so the return of some popular characters in Solo 2, interesting enough. And then this is the more um, controversial, shall I say, part of this leak, which says that uh, Darth Revan from uh, many of the Legends Star Wars books and comics, um, uh, who was sometimes male, sometimes female, it's my understanding, um, is going to be the main villain in a Knights of the Old Republic movie directed by David Benioff and DJ Weiss as part of Ryan Johnson's creative endeavor here with uh, Star Wars as well. So, um, and he's going to be male. Many people speculated that uh, Darth Revan might be changed into a female, um, whether it's going to come out in this movie or not. But uh, So there you have it, the return of some popular villains, uh, Darth Revan being the most significant. Well, I heard think? I heard that uh, it, actually they were looking for Keanu Reeves for Revan, but it would be a female Revan. Hmm. Oh well, that that could have worked, or a trans <laughs> Revan. Trans Revan, yeah, I, I believe trans Revan makes more sense. I mean, I guess Revan is like a fish, based on what you just said about the canon that he he she can uh, switch uh, genders at will, the will of the Force. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, I, I would love to see a Knights of the Old Republic movie, so I think that's a great idea. But, I mean, the Reddit article, I, I don't think it's a depository of rumor. I think it's more of a suppository of rumor. <laughs> ah, I All see right, well, let's, uh, let's plug this one into the fake meter and see what we get, shall we? I see what you did there, too. Yes. Yes. Sure, do it. Let's, let's do it. Make do it. it. So. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. <laughs> well, engage, right, number it's one. It's always fun. <laughs> oh. yeah. Hello, Dave. You're fake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think we're going to get here as the machine uh, warms I up? I think we might actually break the fake meter finally, which I will be happy to, to have that. Shatter it into don't, a million pieces. Don't be happy. You have to fix it. Uh, of course I do. The faker's shards. There we go. And the fake meter says this leak is revenous. Oh. So that sounds fairly positive. Um, sounds like Darth Revan may be the or villain protagonist, as it were, or antagonist in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic film. Well, how do you like that? Well, wait, yeah. wait. Sorry for all of you who don't like that. What about Rubber Bosk? Rubber Bosk, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming that the fake meter just glanced over that first part of the leak in favor of Darth Revan, but um, didn't say anything to the contrary, so maybe we can assume that it's all true. Rubber Bosk confirmed. Rubber Bosk confirmed, yes. And Greedo's, Greedo's rubbery appendages, his phalanges as well, I guess. He's got the great eyes. Rodians. They can see everything. Well, uh, in in favor of uh, in favor of um, you know getting our getting our uh, credentials uh, um, verified with the courts, I would like to remind people that this is the third time we've done the fake meter in keeping with our legal obligations, and we look forward to uh, many new episodes and bits in the future. So, Not all, all of us. All hail the right. fake meter. Are you feeling confused about how to keep in touch with your apprentices on the furthest moons of Mustafar? Having trouble remembering all the people you need to kill in their sleep? Then you need Palpapad, the authority in Imperial Stationery. Our stationery is printed on high-bond paper from the rarest and oldest trees of Endor. Evil minions throughout the galaxy have always trusted Palpapad. Try our new customized pads with calendars, to-do checklists, or guidebook versions of favorite cities around the galaxy like Camino, Bespin, or even the ruins of Jeddah City. Act now and receive a bonus fountain pen that secretes a deadly poison instead of ink. Palp pad. I need a palp pad, please. That sound means it's time for Tweet of the Week. And you know, guys, uh, in the past we've had a lot of tweets from Willie Bobo, who is the administrator of FakingStarWars.net. But this week we have a little bit of a different treat for you. This tweet comes from none other than Mark Hamill, who is on Twitter, if you uh, didn't know. Uh, at Hamill himself. I can never figure out how to spell it. Is it H-A-M-M-I-L or H-A-M-I-L-L or H-A-M-M-I-L-L? Uh, I can never remember. It doesn't really matter. Well, anyway, uh, Hamill himself has a very active Twitter. He likes to post a lot of things uh, trolling fans and also a lot of um, very nuanced political discourse. Um, <laughs> and here he, here he tweeted saying, then versus now. And there's a really cool picture. It's very high quality, by the way. It's him in 1975 uh, filming uh, Star Wars A New Hope in the, the deserts of Tunisia 
And then the other side of the picture is him. Presumably this is from uh, The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker. In both pictures, he's wearing uh, robes befitting uh, desert Bedouin. And he's standing next to none other than R2-D2. And it says... Have I been getting taller? Have I been growing taller, rather? Have I been growing taller over the years, or has R2-D2 just been shrinking? You decide. And he mentions the larger Luke theory, uh, and then as a joke, I believe he puts diminutive droid theory. And this brings up a point that we've never discussed on the podcast. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Hamill, for your tweet. Um, Are you guys familiar with the bigger Luke theory? Yes, we actually covered that on one of our podcasts, so I'm actually shocked and abhorred that you do not know about the larger Luke theory. Well, Bigger Luke, um, there is a whole website devoted to it. It's biggerluke.wiki.com. That's the saddest um, thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a terrible, terrible URL. Um, But Bigger Luke, for those of you out there who like acronyms, unlike IG69, it's commonly abbreviated to BL. Uh, occasionally BGL. And basically, this is the theory that in Star Wars, uh, uh, specifically Star Wars uh, original trilogy, there were two versions of Luke. There was Luke Prime, who was a normal height, and Bigger Luke, who was marginally taller and bigger than Luke Skywalker. There's a lot of theories about why this exists, but it basically springs from visual evidence, uh, screenshots, of Luke compared to Harrison Ford, Han Solo in the film. And people have drawn on it in Photoshop, you know, little pictures and diagrams to show how Luke's height changes throughout the film. Well, he's a little short for a stormtrooper. Right. And, you know, the interesting thing is, though, that even though he is, he sometimes seems to grow an inch taller than regular Luke. Um, The website mentions that discrepancy and disagreements exist about how much he grows. And there's even a section on size debate, which sounds just a little bit dirty to me. Well, I mean, is this kind of like a Tom Cruise kind of thing where he just stands on a box? I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, some some believe that it has to do with this idea of a canon Luke theory, uh, basically meaning that there is a um, there is an idea that within the Star Wars universe and canon, there just simply is a different version of Luke uh, that is somehow embroiled in the events of Star Wars, um, and. The more wild hypothesis is called the Hamill hypothesis, which states that there is an actual uncredited Mark Hamill lookalike who, for whatever reason, was filmed in the original trilogy, uh, you know, in the same scene. So it's it's a bizarre theory. Like Hillary Clinton? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Is it like oh, his oh. stunt double that just sort of shows up it sounds like a size double maybe i have a theory actually i do believe the diminutive droid theory i believe that that is actually r2's progeny and that is why he's never given any clues to um you know anybody because he knows everything that happened in the prequel trilogies so this is actually the r2 that we see in the sequel trilogies is actually r2a his son huh huh yeah, I mean, and C-3PO might not even be C-3PO because he has a red arm, and we never do find out how he got that red arm or if maybe there's a clone of C-3PO. Hmm. 
Interesting. Well, wouldn't a clone another, of a droid uh, just be another uh, droid? Maybe that's why um, Vader can't recognize uh, C-3PO, because he's like, that's slightly different than the one I built on Tatooine. He had his coverings on. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, no, because he's seen C-3PO with the coverings. It's just, he's like, you know what? Right. I built an almost identical droid, but it was like one inch shorter. Well, they showed a protocol droid that looked almost exactly like uh, 3PO in Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi getting ripped apart. Of course, because they were um, they were mass produced in a factory. That's why Anakin decided he wanted to build a droid that was exactly the same as a mass produced protocol droid, even though there was no use for one. Well, even in the first scene of A New Hope, uh, right behind R2 and 3PO walking down the corridor on the uh, the Rebel ship is another 3PO. Yeah, yes, I mean, droid, like another wouldn't, droid. wouldn't it have made more sense for him to like build R2-D2 as a, uh astromech droid to help him pilot his uh, pod racer as opposed to a protocol or droid? Instead of instead of building a protocol droid to help Mom, he could have actually spent all his time finding the device uh, to find the explosive sensor inside of them to remove so that they could actually escape. Ma- yeah, maybe Shami was just really bad with languages. That's what I was wondering. Maybe be. she like, what did she need help with? Like picking crap up is what I would think like a slave would need help with, you know, and making f- cooking food, like um, learning how to speak 6,000 languages doesn't seem like a handy skill for a slave to have. But what the hell do I know? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's almost like there was like some really bad writing there. Another point of evidence for the bigger loop Luke theory comes from actually Empire Strikes Back. If you recall, um, on Cloud City, uh, there's some sneaking around when Luke first arrives. And Han Solo, I'm sorry, not Han Solo, Lando Calrissian gets a glimpse of Luke Skywalker coming around Corridor. And he gives him that knowing Billy D. Williams look. However, before Lando then exits the Corridor, he looks again, this time quite inquisitively, uh, as if he's just seen a height change of Luke Skywalker. So I think this is the strongest evidence uh, because it, it actually comes right from the film. And, you know, that look from Lando would be otherwise unmotivated. I thought he was farting there in that scene. That could be. You know, very well could be as well. I, I hadn't considered the fartier Luke theory, the flatulent Luke theory. I think this is just a force power that Yoda taught him because obviously Yoda being quite small uh, would have wanted to, like, bulk himself up at some point. I mean— so he didn't have to like hmm. throw lightsabers at people and stuff like that. Like he, he, he's like suddenly he's so powerful in the force that he can physically alter himself to become a six foot tall, really buff green Muppet. And um, and he taught Luke to do that, but Luke wasn't finished the training, so he could only alter his height by like an inch or so. So you're actually suggesting that the bigger Luke theory would coincide with Yoda doing some kind of force projection? Yeah, because interesting. Because I think there's a Yoda Hulk version. And then um, Luke was okay. practicing that technique, but he wasn't good at and it. And then yet. Yoda had to Yoda had to do whiteface, I guess, to be accepted in the galaxy. Uh, galaxy seems to be pretty good with any color face, but um, yeah. But then to blend in, I guess, and not draw attention to himself, he he would have coated himself in and to look like Luke Skywalker, um, which just goes to show you, you know, it's not the size of your Luke that matters, but it's what you do with it that counts. Well, we all agree so. on that, yeah. He's dead, so right. just get over it. Yeah, but 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 how tall will his force ghost be? Now that is a really good question. And will he be taller than his dad? Mm. And which dad will it be? Oh my god, wouldn't it there be awesome go. if we got to see like um 
um, like Force Ghost Luke, but of an age in which like none of the characters would know him as, like like forty years old. <laughs> right. So he looks right, right. he like looks completely between, different. Uh, Jedi and he looks completely Force different Awakens. for everybody. They're like, who the hell are you? And he's like, hey, hey, this is the age I chose. You know. Like yeah. father, like or son. Or it could be like yeah. childish Luke, childlike. I Luke. choose my Force Ghost like my father before me. Oh, that'd be awesome <laughs> if they got Jake Lloyd to do the Ghost. That would be that would be wizard. Oh wow! Oh my God! Well, yeah. It would have to be the baby version. Yeah, baby Jake version. <laughs> well, Jake yes. Lloyd's no longer a baby. The Cabbage also, Patch version of Jake prison, Lloyd. So. <laughs> Oh no, he's not. Is he he's still not in prison. prison. I heard he? he got out. Didn't he go to jail or, or, or he was arrested? I think that's screech. Yeah, I mean, I know he's had a host of mental mental health issues associated with listening to this podcast. So. I was going to say, we need to get him on the podcast. That'll, that'll clear him right up. A lot of people don't oh. know that he actually was the line cook uh, for people. You know, we had a we had a very extravagant, um, you know, a catering uh, catering setup for for a guest in the first season of the podcast that we've now had to cut due to budgetary concerns. But he was actually the line cook for uh, for that catering um uh, system uh, we had so you guys had to get rid of that because you hired me is that what you're telling me basically yeah i mean we we didn't plan very well and we thought that we could get you for a little bit of a lower price than we did so uh i'm sorry i mean i'll bet he was an amazing line cook oh yeah it's all right oh he can make some great mac and cheese why do you think i had to get a bigger helmet teeb i just thought that you had ego issues oh oh my <laughs> god is there a duper um like bigger helmet theory there is. <laughs> there is now. <laughs> you you just started it, IG. That's supposed I to did. be a secret. It's a meme. It is. <laughs> a bigger bigger duper helmet. Dot wiki you, be- dot. you become a bobblehead. <laughs> yes, yes. That that's the that's the fan dream. That's how you know you've really arrived as a as a superstar now is that um uh what's that company? They they created a um what are those dolls called? The bobblehead do? dolls. No, no, the other Funko one's Funko Pop. The... Funko Pop. Yeah, that's how you know you've really arrived as a celebrity is that somebody in China has made a Funko Pop of your likeness. I agree. I agree. I mean, I until that, that happens, happens Funko Pop. Nothing, nothing. I thought you were going to go with Blow Up Doll, but um, okay, good, good. Yeah, well, it sounds really dirty. Have you been Funko Popped today? <laughs> I was that's Funko awesome. Popped nine times <laughs> Twice last before year. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I was Funko Popped with my clothes on. It was amazing. Speaking of people with mental health issues, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, can you imagine what it would be like if we didn't have this avenue of expression? I mean, then the galaxy would really be in for some trouble. I'd go back to lifting cars. I don't mean stealing them. I mean lifting them. Galactic taking Hey, that uh, sound means that it's time for Galactic Faking News. And as you know, in the past uh, week or so, it was the uh, year anniversary of Star Wars uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, which was the second standalone film created by Disney, which I know you both have seen multiple times. Uh, And there was a petition that made the rounds on Twitter and Instagram and MySpace uh, calling for Disney Lucasfilm to make a sequel to that film. Did any of you sign that petition on change.org? I don't sign petitions as a general rule. Um, you are the petition. 
I, I probably would have, but, um, you know, like I, I generally cannot be found anywhere. So, you know, they, it was hard for them to get the petition to me. I see. Would you agree? I mean, do you think we're in need of this film? Uh, I mean, of course, it's it's definitely controversial because the first film was not well received by the majority of fans. I would like to see uh, more done with the solo stuff because it was like a really good and fun movie. Uh, but, um, you know, it's a big risk for them to uh, try and carry on something that didn't work well to begin with. Yeah, I I don't I don't think we're gonna see it. I mean, because the the de- the general rule in Hollywood is that once something flops, it's dead, right? Yeah. Teeb? Uh, no, that's not the rule at all. <laughs> the rule is Netflix will pick it up, and it'll either be a limited series or a standalone movie that is related to either monsters that will attack you if you make too much noise, or if you, uh, if they can see you, or if uh, you know, in, back in the seventh grade you failed algebra. Hmm. Well, you know, Netflix might be a good avenue for releasing some of the more um, uh, potentially risky um, things they could do, like lower budget movies that um, that they release to Netflix. And that might be a good way of getting some good Star Wars content out there that they're not sure if it'll make box office gold, but um, there's some interest in. Uh, or maybe like Disney Plus. Yeah, I was gonna say actually it'll be like, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Or Disney Which, Minus, you, depending on how well. Do you it's really think that Disney is going to invest any money at all in a movie that most fans don't give a crap about and have to pay the salaries of um, Emily Amelia Clark and uh, Alden Ehrenreich to make the sequel to that film? I mean. It's it's a lost cause because they don't need it for Disney Plus to be successful. There's going to be so many people subscribing just because of the Mandalorian and the rest of Disney content. It would it would it would be um, unthinkable to me that we, they would invest any more money whatsoever, uh, given how successful we already know well, it's going to be. Okay, but I'm I'm seriously considering getting the Disney Plus for the Mandalorian, but then I'm going to want other content as well. I mean, it's not worth paying just for one series exactly but you're gonna have the other one with cassian endor and you're gonna I have also be able no to watch... interest in cassian endor i didn't like him in rogue one so i have i literally do not care about a series about him but plus ble- i know he's gonna IG... die in the end anyway it's already done it's a it, it's a prequel to a minor character in a mediocre movie but don't be dumb though ig i mean they're gonna have all the previous star wars movies as well they're gonna have your favorite holiday special available for yeah. streaming they there's are a not, lot of value, value. oh no it's gonna be a whole thing i'm sure of it droids they'll bring back droids oh we can only oh my hope. god no <laughs> that was awful yeah <laughs> awfully good so yeah so uh it sounds like there is some traction though i think it got over a million signatures a lot of people are interested in seeing the second installment of solo um i for one would would welcome it i would go to see it i think i saw solo three times in the theater and i would go to see this one at least as many times if not more um so you know keep it tuned here in the future we'll see if there's any uh, developments in regard to uh solo two well, actually, that was actually just Ron Howard. He created one million sock accounts, and he started all the petitions. Oh no, count. he's 
He's been exploiting Bangladeshi people's fingers in a click farm somewhere. Exactly. Well, you know, we don't necessarily yeah. need Solo to. We can also, like, following Han, we could also have, um, like, Kira or uh, Kira's story or uh, a, bu- a bunch of other stuff. Like, just something about the crime syndicate on um, Corellia would be nice to see. Hmm. I'd definitely hmm. like to see more of Kira. Yeah. Kira. Most yeah. people oh, I bet you most would. people have already seen all of Kira from Game of Thrones, myself included in slow motion many, many times. But for those of you who didn't get your fix, that is something that would be a fringe benefit of a second solo film too. With the successful launch of Galaxy's Edge, Disney would like to announce the next phase of this epic theme park. Anakin's Edge. Featuring stunning CGI effects and awkward dialogue. Anakin's Edge will bring the spirit of the prequels to Star Wars fans everywhere, with rides such as Anakin's Sand Simulator, where guests will be locked in a sand-filled room and an actual jet engine will blow the sand around. You too will learn to hate sand, and it will definitely get everywhere. Also, let the kids construct an actual working droid, just like Anakin, at Watto's Workshop Experience. Children will have a variety of awesome droid packs to choose from. However, no matter what they try to build, it will end up looking like a stock protocol droid, just like little Annie. All this and more coming next year at Anakin's Edge, because we paid $4 billion for those turds, and by God, you will learn to love them or else. (laughs) I want to go to Anakin's Edge, Mama! Can I hate sand, too? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mom, can you please buy me this bucket of sand? <laughs> now with free bucket of sand. <laughs> with free bucket of sand. <laughs> no, honey, Dear. it'll get everywhere. All right, IG, well, uh, you know, Teeb had to leave us because he had a hot ticket in line at the Galaxy's Edge naming uh, ride. Uh, he hasn't gotten his solo name yet. Um, but you are happy to join us, I hope, for the next uh, main topic here on the podcast. That's right, Cadet Dirtface. Oh, I thought I told you never to call me that with other people listening. Don't forget to call me That's Admiral That's supposed to be my IG. safety word. See, this is why you bring a blaster and you slip the guy a fiver. Right, right. Well, um, I know that you're kind of a Luddite, IG, and you don't really check the interwebs for anything, but um, a few weeks ago, or maybe about a week and a half ago, Vanity Fair released its Star Wars um, feature article on the making of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and our famous Star Wars photographer Annie Leibowitz was on site in Jordan, and it is just an incredible article. Have you read it? Um, of course, Stormtrooper. Well, I'm glad because there's a lot to talk about in the news with Star Wars. Uh, apart from this article, too, we're going to talk a little bit about Solo 2 and the new Galaxy's Edge theme park. But um, one of the things that really hit me in this article was uh, the, f- the second photo actually shows J.J. Abrams standing by alongside the Knights of Ren baking in that Jordanian sun. And it looks to be some kind of action sequence. Um, and this does confirm, I guess, that the Knights of Ren will finally make their appearance in Star Wars. Yeah, and I thought it was an interesting thing that they finally brought brought baking to the Star Wars universe. I mean, we've never seen um, baking in Star Wars before, so I was uh, I was very pleased to see That's that. That's not you know? true, IG. That is not true. Remember that Sindel and Wicket baked many pies on Endor. I forgot for Noah and Teak. Chickens are canon. You are right. You're right. Yes. 
I hate to correct you. Yeah, but... they they're kind of more like macaroons, but um, okay. Yeah. Um, another uh, interesting point from the Vanity Fair article was the addition of a photo of Carrie Russell, who's going to be playing the masked scoundrel Zuri Bliss. Um, and this takes place, I guess, in the snow world of Kijimi. Kijimi. Uh, Kijimi. Kijimi. How do you how do you pronounce that one? I, I think it's I think it's pronounced um, um, uh, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. There we go. Well, um, this character looks to me, and I, I hate to say it, uh, this is going to sound incredibly sexist, but this character looks to me like a feminized Boba Fett, just like uh, Captain Phasma looked a bit like a feminized Stormtrooper. Um, you know, she's wearing sheer clothing. You can see her uh, curves very strikingly through her maroon spandex or spanx, should I say. Um, and her helmet, to me, looks like it's fashioned to appear as the profile of Boba Fett's ship itself, Slave One. See, I don't, I don't, I disagree, Storm Duper. I don't think Captain Phasma looked like that at all. <laughs> well, in any case, um, it does does mean that we're going to be getting a little bit into that kind of cowboy western feel here with this character. Um, maybe she's going to be helping out the resistance in some way, or maybe she'll be an obstacle. It remains to be seen. But she does have some cool hardware. I mean, those guns or knives or whatever she has in her holsters look very deadly. Well, okay. Um, I think, obviously, like, if you've, uh, have you watched Star Wars Rebels? Of course. So um, basically, um, like Sabine and other like uh, female Mandalorians wear armor. It's obviously reflects the fact that they are women. It's not like a clunky, random stormtrooper chest plate kind of thing. That you know, it. I, I don't have. A, I don't have any issues with this. Um, yeah, and uh, there and the Mandalorian women are badass. So that's cool. Uh, I'm hoping for a really cool character who can really. Um, challenge our heroes. So, um, yeah, and I think the Western theme, you know, when you take a look at what the Mandalorian's doing, um, I, I love to see that come back because that's kind of samurai Western. Is that's kind of the heart of Star Wars, and I think that's a really good look. Cool. Well, um, another new character, that of Janna, J A N N A H, uh, which is Hanaj. Spelled backwards. Uh, by the way, a lot of Star Wars names are just regular names backwards, but in this case, I'm not sure. That's played by uh, Naomi Aki. Mm -hmm. It shows her and Finn mounted on what looks to me to be like very, very furry Clydesdale horses wearing some kind of horned, you know, uh, primitive mask. Uh, I think it's actually part of the animal, but it, it, it's hard to get that image of a horse wearing a mask out of your head because they basically are horses. Uh, these creatures are called Orbox, O-R-B-A-K-S. Um, and when I first saw this, you know, I knew this was coming because there had been a leaked image of Finn and a few other characters on a hill in this world riding horses wearing, like, blue screen, basically. So we knew something like this was coming, but... Um, how how unimaginative to just stick them on a couple of horses with masks? Okay, now Storm Duper, I completely understand your point. Um, any depiction of Star Wars characters mounting furries is disturbing. 
However, we do know <laughs> from the our Ewok episode that horses are canon. That's true. That's true. Maybe these are some kind of mutated horses on Endor that have... They're like Shetland ponies or something like that. You know, that's just the way it is. Right. Somehow the radiation from the first Death Star has affected them greatly, mm -hmm. and they've... Uh, They've they've grown these bony protrusions on their faces. Oh no, they're just masks. Right. Yeah. In any case, um, great great article. A lot of interesting stuff. Um, we don't really get much in terms of plot. Uh, of course, there is the proverbial shot of Kylo Ren and Rey locked in lightsaber battle. So we can pretty much assume that that's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, oh, that that Kylo and Rey will have a lightsaber duel? No, I I highly doubt that's going to happen. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, but, great article. Go check it out. Um, and you know, it has been a busy week in Star Wars news. Um, uh, I I have to say this this came out, and then uh, the inaugural kind of first anniversary of Solo was around the same time, and actually that captivated my imagination more. Uh, a lot of fans really uh, want Solo to be a thing, um, and it's it's been in the news now. And actually, Change.org, as we reported recently um, in the last Duel of the Fakes, has had to amend its uh, policy allowing people to create petitions because there have been so many petitions for making Solo too. Well, you see, I think this is something that uh, the fans kind of shot themselves in the foot. Maybe they shot themselves in the foot first, but... Um... <laughs> you know, basically, uh, the fans didn't go out and support Solo because they were angry about The Last Jedi. And, yeah, I can I can see that. But Solo wasn't The Last Jedi. It's not the same director. It's a different story. And it was a good movie. Not perfect. Um, had a lot of issues. But for for a Star Wars movie, like you, like you mentioned, not getting much of the plot from the Vanity Fair article, well... Plot's not a thing that's going to be featured very heavily in a lot of new movies, not these days. So um, it was a movie with some plot. It was a it it was the closest uh, movie they've made since the original trilogy that felt like a somewhat original trilogy style movie to me. Um, who are these people who try who try to punish Lucasfilm by not going to a movie and think that it's actually going to matter? I, and I mean, if people really were interested in that, why didn't they punish Lucasfilm back in the day after the uh, original prequels came out? Nobody even considered not going to see Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith based on the mediocre yeah. strength of the Phantom Menace. No, I mean, OK, uh, yeah, Phantom Menace, mediocre, but um, I still went. I, I thought Attack of the Clones would redeem it. It didn't. Uh, and even though then I knew the entire trilogy would suck, I still went to... Revenge of the Sith. Um, I I knew I knew I wasn't going to like it, but I just wanted to see how it ended. I paid. I, I went once. I, I I gave them. I was like, I'm a Star Wars fan. If you make a Star Wars movie, I'm going to go see it at least once. If it's good, see, more I than think, once. I think that you shouldn't be allowed to make any negative comments about Star Wars unless you have spent all of your hard-earned money on every single piece of Star Wars property first in order to evaluate Well, it. okay, you know what? Like, I think my dislike of the um, prequels is probably been, is either known or guessed at, but here's the thing. I think um, compared to most movies that come out, I'd rather watch a bad prequel than 
most other things that come out. And and I still get something out of those movies, even if um, I am horribly, horribly disappointed by the lack of, or not, or not lack of, just, just the bizarre creative choices that make no sense and, and just frustrate me. Um, I at least well, you know, the, um, have spent more the, uh, time goodness. thinking about them than I have about, like, you know, Terminator Genesis. Right. Yeah. Well, there's the goodness. There's like the goodness of the uh, the soundtrack, which is definitely a redeeming point. Um, and yeah. and it is something to marvel at. I mean, just from the perspective of movie making, those special effects were incredible. And and so I think that from the standpoint of a filmmaker like myself, you know, the the uh, the original author of all the scripts in the for the Star Wars trilogy of trilogies just for me to see my vision uh you know brought to life um whether whether it was done well or not i'm not really concerned i mean my scripts were faithfully uh, directed and it's nice to see the creative uh technical uh endeavor of people to to do that so um i can sort of suspend my disappointment with how it was done um and just appreciate the special effects if i have to uh, I'm never going to agree with that. I mean, Star Wars special effects are expected. It's, uh, I mean, a, a Star Wars movie. Okay, even the Ewok movies were for like for a TV movie, fantastic. Um, if you take any low budget uh, '80s um, uh, sci-fi movie, the, those made for TV uh, Ewok movies blow them away. Like it, th- that's just you expect. You expect good effects from um, anything from Industrial Light and Magic, because um, you, you, you know that's their thing. But then you also want of the great course. story. That's where I kind of get, you know, upset about things. But yeah, because I would also I would also think that you know if you're going to put all the money into these effects, why not make some believable dialogue and or um, as a plot thread that you can follow. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Solo 2 in the future if, uh, you know, for whatever reason we do get that film. Um, I would think that it would it should follow uh, the narrative not just of Solo but also Kira, who, uh, based, on, based on the fact that she's no longer doing Game of Thrones, is looking for work. We don't need Solo 2. We just need something that in those, like from the events that were brought up in Solo, Lots of things could be explored out of that. And I think that would begin to get us to where we want to be with Star Wars, where we're exploring the universe through different people's um, stories, not just following the Skywalkers, not just following the um, the story of the Jedi, um, because th- th- those are less interesting now. You know, there's a lot to do mm. in it, like a universe full of like uh, millions of inhabited worlds with distinct outer rim, inner rim segments. Like why, like we have so much to do here. There's massive cities, there's areas of high tech, low tech frontier areas. Like we could, we, we can explore these areas. And, and I think it would be so much fun to do it in that world because like the ship designs are great. Um, there's bandits, there's, um, uh, yeah, bandits, pirates, uh, settlers, uh, bounty hunters, all of these different people who are not specifically force users, 
are interesting and we can fall, we can have stories that that go along with that which is why like the mandalorian is a uh something or is something i'm looking really forward to because i i want to see where they go with that because mandalorians are awesome but they're not force users that's true yeah. that's true yeah great well on the last thing i wanted to talk to you about today a little bit um you know we should let our listeners know that we're kind of preparing for a little bit of a lag in uh the podcast so we so that's why we kind of want to hit a lot of topics today um but the uh the galaxy's edge amusement park opened quite recently in california at disney um out there and reports have been coming in left and right um uh, interestingly enough uh most of the reports i've read have been regarding the food and drink mm, yes uh, i've actually read uh several things about that as well uh you go first. What did you hear? Well, I was uh, I was surprised to see so many people raving about the vegan blue milk. Um, it wasn't the first thing on my list to do at Galaxy's Edge, but apparently everybody just went nuts for this coconut milk, vegan blue milk uh, concoction. Yeah, it's probably just with, like coconut milk with blue curacao or something. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently it was non-alcoholic too, and I just it looks so viscous. Uh, I had a hard time imagining uh, anything other than, um, you know, fermenting yogurt. Uh, but apparently uh, everyone is really happy about this blue milk that can be purchased at an amusement park. Um, I don't know about UIG, but if I spend $150,000 to fly my way to Galaxy's Edge, the first thing I'm going to do is definitely go get a blue milk for 1995. Wait, 1995? I'm just making up a price, but I'm guessing it's fairly expensive. Okay, price price aside, I hadn't read about 1995, but um, um okay, yeah, like uh, okay, so if I actually went to one of these amusement parks and I paid uh, a lot of money, uh, the food and drink would actually be something very important to me. Really? Yeah. As a droid, I wouldn't have predicted that. Uh, well, I mean, mostly I'm looking for motor oil, but um, um, I'm also a bit of a, a foodie, and part of my vacation experiences are usually about eating something unique and creative. Amazing. Yeah. You're full of surprises, IG. Well, you you know I used to own a restaurant, man. Like, you know, like, it's not <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> Deep fried nuts and bolts? Um. Yes, yes. Uh, did not do so well, but, you know. Your price points were off. And that's, I think, the same problem with the uh, Galaxy's Edge. Like, for example, like, if you go to the Droid Depot at Galaxy's Edge, T-shirts are between 30 and $40. And a kid-sized Jedi robe is like 100 bucks. I have a Jedi robe that I got off Amazon for like $20. That's ridiculous. What, wait, wait, wait. Um, same quality? It's luxurious. Because, like, is it is it, like thin like cheapo cloth like you get at a halloween thing or is no, it uh, an actually lush hmm. mm. 20 bucks eh absolutely and i mean here we go if you want a mocktail you can get the alcohol free i'm telling you alcohol free quit cliff dweller which has juice coconut hibiscus grenadine and ginger ale 32 dollars wait ginger ale grenadine and what Ginger ale, coconut, hibiscus, grenadine, and, and uh, juice for $32. Wow, it's for a minute. I thought they were just trying to recreate the Roy Rogers, but um, okay. Um, no booze even. I know. I know. That's outrageous. 
uh, you kind of accept that at theme parks that you're going to pay more than usual for what you're eating, uh, which is why something like the uh, the the blue milk is a pretty creative experience because it replicates the um, like the Star Wars, Fair the enough. Star Wars, Star Wars. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, every food review I read uh, said that the food was great. Everyone loves it. Well, I'm sure it tastes good, but you might have to take out a, a loan just to pay for it. Okay, I think that's for everything at the theme park, though. Hmm. Hmm. It's it's yeah, it's kind of like when you buy a bottle of water at the bus station. You know, it's going to be at least double the price of like the corner store across the street. Okay, well, let's just accept that it's a terrible, terrible ripoff, um, and that it's a sign of opulence and a ter- terrible commentary on the way the galaxy is heading politically and economically. Uh, you know, the the emperor gets richer, the rebels get poorer, and nary the twain shall meet. Um, what about the events? Did you see any clips of like the stage performances? Um, I saw I saw some of the performances. They looked they looked pretty cool. Um, I again, couldn't disagree it's, it's like more. I saw one but... with I with a Kylo Ren coming out on stage with stormtroopers. There was an obvious voiceover track that he was trying to mime to. And I'm terribly sorry, but he looked like he had a leaky, a leaky diaper. I mean, his movements and the way he interacted on stage, it was like Kylo Ren in the movie. Just Are so you sure awkward. you weren't watching the Finn leaky diaper one? <laughs> because he had an actual leaky diaper. Well, he did. Maybe it was Kylo Ren doing an impression of that, but it just was not the quality of performance that you'd expect on something of this magnitude, especially not the first week. Really? Because have you seen the other uh, Star Wars live dance performances? They're all kind. Okay, they're all kind of lame. the The point is, it's kind of fun, and it's and those are for the kids. Right, but if everything's so for the kids, what then I want to talk about is the Millennium Falcon um, simulator. Oh yeah, they just they put up this big screen, and then you just go in and start clicking a few buttons with a couple other morons you've never met. I mean, yeah. that's like a digital escape room. Would you ever do an escape room with strangers? Yes. Really? Well, you're nuts. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, for me, if I knew that I was going to be getting into that Millennium Falcon ride after waiting for 16 hours and coming across the country to go in there, and then I found <laughs> out that I had to share the Falcon with some moron named Biff, I mean, are you having a laugh? That's And he's terrible. a noob, and he crashes your your ride, and you yeah, have he to doesn't know how to pilot again. anything. Like it's it's gonna be a disaster. I predict there will be more people killed in that ride uh, because of aggressive fans than in the next Star Wars movie total. Um, okay, so that that's the kind of thing that where basically like um, the concept is better than the reality, right? <laughs> uh, you get be, in there like, with some tank top wearing tattooed bo yeah. dude who doesn't know the first thing about Star Wars. He's probably had twelve uh, of those cocktails. Blue milks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he He's just gets in there and starts like haranguing people. I mean, that's gonna be miserable. It's like they couldn't ruin Star Wars enough. They had to make that ride to ruin it completely. The Millennium Falcon was sacred, you know. Uh, yeah, sure it was. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, uh, I'm really disappointed. I I was given free tickets to go to Galaxy's Edge, but I decided to stay at home instead and watch uh, old reruns of uh, droids. What do you mean? We went there and they named you Derp Face. (laughs) I know. I'm just trying to forget it. 
So, um, like, okay, that's some again. Like, it sounds like a, it's a great premise to do. Like, um, oh, what was that? Uh, there was a great uh, simulator. Um, oh, in California, um, Universal Studios. Um, oh, uh, the uh, Back to the Future ride. Yep. So I envisioned it kind of like that, and when I watched the visuals, it kind of seems like that's what they were going for. But you're kind of controlling the ship. Yeah, it's like a 3D world that you navigate through, I guess. And I have done the Back to the Future ride. I mean, that was some movie, right? I mean, it, mm. things are going at you. It was pretty cool, but so I think I think basically what they did is they just uh, tweaked it so that like you can't crash or anything like that. You will get through it, um, but you get certain fake choices at certain points where you can go to the next cutscene and it's not okay but then what did you expect like when when they were like oh it's gonna be like you know you're really flying the falcon like no it's not because you would crash the falcon you don't know how to pilot a starship <laughs> um there there must be like a bazillion commands and you must and you probably need an advanced knowledge of like math and astrophysics to well they could have just probably... made it in escape room where like you had to like use your wits to like somehow escape with the um smuggled goods from the falcon sort of like they did in a new hope and it's a live action thing like it would have been easier to produce it would have been much yeah. more interesting in terms of people like working together and it, it's not just like this uh, digital monstrosity i think they should have be... done it more as a vr experience hmm because I think that could have worked. Like, um, basically, uh, simplistic controls and um, a VR simulation of you flying the Vulcan. But the Falcon's a big ship. It requires two people, right? At least. At least. To pilot it. Yeah. Um, not to mention man the guns. Uh, so what, what would be kind of cool is if you could uh, maybe take on different roles... And each person has a different thing that they have to do specifically. Well, I think or, that's how um, it is. Make it simpler and have, make it so that you're piloting an X-wing or a Tie Fighter, which is uh, a single-manned uh, starship. They already have some kind of like escape the Emperor, escape the First Order ride, which I might, I think it might involve piloting a Tie Fighter, but yeah. So but, anyway, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really impressed by Galaxy's Edge. I don't recommend you go there. Uh, spend your money instead on faking Star Wars T-shirts on T Public. Well, that's always the better choice. But yep. if you have money for both, uh, I think it's an it'd be an interesting thing. But I mean, don't expect it to be like you are in Star Wars because that is impossible. Just expect that you are at Disneyland doing some Star Wars rides. IG, you're you're banned. You're cut off. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be reasonable about it and not. I I never expected that theme park to truly make me feel like I'm on an alien world. I expected it to be much like you know a Jurassic Park theme ride kind of thing, but you know with animatronic well, dinosaurs. You know, um, I find the logical cold line of reason here, and you end up being the. Uh, the delighted child who can transport himself into a fantasy world and doesn't critique it at all. No, I, that's the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna freak out about um, about a Disney ride, or a basic, <laughs> which is basically what it is. Like I've been to Disneyland. You mean you're I not enjoyed gonna complain it. ad infinitum on social media that this uh, no this amusement park didn't fulfill your wildest expectations as a child? Because how could you? <laughs> Those, that's imagination. This is real life. Uh, the technology doesn't exist to create a fully authentic world. Just enjoy it as what it is. 
Now, it might be overpriced for what it is, but it is exactly what we can do with what we have now. Uh, we don't have hollow suites and stuff, which is Star Trek, but um, so you can't get a fully um, realized imaginary world. Sorry. Yeah. Thinking Star Wars Listener Mail. And that sound IG means it's time for Listener Mail. Wait, we have listeners? Yes, we do. And uh, we have uh, several letters today that come to us from Twitter. The first one comes to us from JJ Kat Katzenberg, who is at JJ's Cat Meows on Twitter, who writes, Hi, Duper and FSW Radio. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the rumored Knights of the Old Republic movie that at Kathy Lucasfilm alluded to. I'm assuming that's Kathleen Kennedy. Um, apparently, the Avatar sequel writer is writing the script. Should they get Keanu Reeves to be Revan or ignore Legends canon and go female? Hmm. What do you um, think? Would Keanu Reeves be a good Revan? Well, yeah, I actually think Keanu Reeves would probably be a good Revan. Um, the thing with uh, Knights of the Old Republic is it's pretty deep. It's a video game, but it's pretty deep. Thematically um, or uh, in terms of the depth uh, that you have to descend to in the uh, ocean? Both. But, um, I mean, like, thematically, I mean, it, it covers a lot of very interesting, like, philosophical points. Um, it really explores the nature of the light and dark side, the Sith and the Jedi. It's... It, Amazing. I, like, for, for, for a video game, it... Well, actually, not even just for a video game. It has, it has a really creative story, and it's a very interactive game with a lot of choices that the player can make that impact... Um, the development of uh, like of the plot. So, well, I'm calling. Would... I'm calling it. Uh, you know, I think I think Keanu Reeves' stock has raised. I mean, they are doing a new uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So maybe after shooting that, uh, Keanu can slot right in as Darth Revan in uh, David Benioff and DJ Weiss's trilogy. That that's a bit unfair, Storm Duper. I mean, uh, Keanu's done a lot of things since Bill and Ted. We both saw John Wick two. Um, together, right? So, you know, he can do a darker character, and he can actually uh, put a lot of depth into uh, a role. So, but do you think uh, Darth Revan will have a little dog that gets killed that will um, be the motivation for him to become a Sith and the most horrible, evil creature in the galaxy? That would be the best oh, thing ever. I got it. Darth Revan has a Kowakian monkey lizard like Salacious Crumb who gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> he goes nuts and learns how to use the dark side to get his evil revenge on the galaxy. I don't know. Those things are pretty annoying. I think he'd be pretty happy. <laughs> but he's it's just like, got oh, such God, a I'm tender free. heart. You know, I'm he's free. just a tender hearted, uh, you know, he's like a banker or, or like um, maybe he's a maybe he's a plumber. You know, Darth Revan, the plumber. And then after they kill his monkey lizard, he just goes. Ape, no, ape no, shit, no. As it he were. tried to retire from the Sith, but they brought him back. Right, right. Anyway. Um, so our second I mean, letter I... comes to us from uh, from Sylvester Binks. Uh, I'm sure you can uh, imagine where this one's going. From That One Gungan, who writes, Do you think Jar Jar will appear in a future Star Wars show or movie? I think he should be in Solo too if it happens. What do you think, IG? I... Jar Jar or no Jar Jar? Uh, yes, but not Solo too. Right. He has no business being around Han Solo. Um, however, I think um, 
uh, Jar Jar's stock has risen a lot. Um, I think I think partly because like everyone like he he became the lightning rod for the prequels when in fact the pre the problems with the prequels were so far beyond Jar Jar and uh, Ahmed Best got such such garbage from the fans um, like just just the worst vitriol. Jar Jar um, shaming is a and thing. It, and, yeah, and it wasn't, and it had nothing to do with his performance or abilities as an actor. Uh, it just had to do with like the garbage script that uh, that movie had to deal with. Hmm. Uh, if, if it had been a pro, okay, if I if Jar Jar Binks had been in the Ewok movies as the sidekick to the kids, would have been a perfect character. The problem was it really wasn't a kids movie. It was just a movie that had a character that was aimed at kids. Well, let me ask and now you this: those, yeah. Do you do you think that the Star Wars fandom has been guilted into softening their stance on Jar Jar? Well, I mean, a little bit, um, I think, but that's also, I think, appropriate because the overreaction to Jar Jar was, I think, uh, too much. Like, if if your only complaint about the prequels is Jar Jar, then you're not disliking the prequels for the right reasons. Just like. <laughs> I I like you're I not like hating Rogue things One. correctly. Will you please yeah, start exactly. hating things correctly? <laughs> I, I like Rogue One, but when I listen to people tell me why they like Rogue One, I get really upset because it's like you know you're liking it for all of the bad parts of the movie, and why aren't you like that was that was the part that sucked. I like no. it when there was a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Like oh yeah, you see that part where like I, like okay. No, that was one scene at the end. Oh, stop liking it for that one thing. Like it, it the movie was. Uh, I I would call it like a solid like B, yeah, B zero, not B movie, but like if I had to give it a letter grade, I'd give it a you know a B, not a B plus, but yeah, it's a B. Um, good, not great. But then I hear people raving about it, and I'm like, no, you 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 like it too much and you like it for stupid reasons just like the prequels have thousands of problems with them jar jar is a very minor minor part of those problems he's just one character mm. that you may not like but anyone who was five when they watched those movies had no problem with him he's an appropriate ch children's character just the movie wasn't specifically for children so it's it, he didn't fit when he's trying to operate next to Jedi. Yeah. And you already had R2-D2 doing slapstick, so why do you need another slapstick guy? Like, ah, never mind. Uh, All right. You know, well, we're going to leave yeah. the Jar Jar question there for, obviously, our next episode. Um, but, I, but I think he could come back at some point. I think it would be uh, appropriate to see a Jar Jar at least as a cameo somewhere just, just to— Jar Jar starts a talk show, the first ever talk show in Star Wars universe— Late oh my show God. with Jar Jar Jar, Binks. Jar talks. <laughs> Misa. That would be great. <laughs> oh dear gosh. We Misa to gonna do monologue segment. now. <laughs> Misa monologuing. Oh dear. Oh. Misa be bamboo boo. <laughs> um well the last question here for listener mail comes to us from the Darth Plagiarist. Plagiarist. Um I'm assuming the reference to plagiarism. At Darth Plagiarist, who writes um, hey, Storm Duper and T-Bend IG, does Obi-Wan really deserve a solo series or movie? I think not. Give a series to Salacious B. Crumb. Um, 
Wow. Is that a binary choice? I mean, I feel like that's a false dichotomy. Either yeah. Obi-Wan or Salacious gets their own feature. What if they get a feature where they're kind of a duo? I mean, we don't know much about the backstory of Salacious Crumb. He did live on Tatooine, and he was fairly old in Return of the Jedi. So I think it stands to reason that he may have been Obi-Wan's pet or um, mentee, as it were, um, during uh, Obi-Wan's uh, years as a hermit on Tatooine. And then possibly he escaped or turned to the dark side under his uh, to, under the tutelage of Jabba the Hutt. No, see, this is the problem. Um, he, like, he had a name, and so we kind of thought he was just a... But he's basically a space monkey, uh, so he's not a sentient species. Well, that doesn't and, uh, mean that Obi-Wan would not have had compassion on him in his uh, silliness and still raised him like a child. Well, he could have, but, I mean, the point is Salacious Crumb can't be a movie because Salacious Crumb is, in, in effect, a monkey. <laughs> no, I'm not arguing for a Salacious Crumb standalone film. I'm arguing yeah. for, you know, like, imagine it's like a boy and his dog, you know? It's Obi-Wan yeah. and his Kowakian monkey yeah. lizard on Tatooine. Yeah, oh, that would be... Yeah. You know, oh, like a combo film? Well, look, Disney already hit us with Aladdin recently, a remake, which has um, Aladdin with his little monkey, Apu. So this could be a similar similar track. I mean, maybe Obi-Wan um, combs the streets of Mos Eisley no, and, no, uh, and, uh, and Salacious steals, like, some Tatooine uh, fruit and bread uh, just to make ends meet. Now, you see that Disney anthropomorphizes animals and Star Wars doesn't. So, unfortunately, you can't do... Do that. And now to the bigger question, does Obi-Wan deserve a standalone movie? Uh, no. <laughs> he sat on Tatooine. Uh, unfortunately, that's how it was written. He basically at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he went to Tatooine to watch over Luke. And he basically stalked a young boy for like 20 years. He stalked so... him as his dirty uncle kind of. Yeah, um, and and until Uncle Owen had to tell him to like leave the property, <laughs> basically. Right. Uh, yeah, he did nothing. He he sat there. Now, of course, if you've watched Rebels, he does kill Darth Maul there, and um, mm -hmm. but he basically just sits around the desert and waits for Luke to grow up. Right. That's right. that's that's not a movie. That's the canon. He <laughs> went to Tatooine. And he sat around and waited until Luke grew up and just happened to pop over to his house one point at one point with some droids. So, no, that's not a movie. Obi-Wan, due to poor writing in Revenge of the Sith, uh, now sucks and um, does not deserve his own standalone movie. No. All right. Well, sorry for all you Alec Guinness and uh, Ewan McGregor fans out there. Uh, IG is not on your side. Um, I, however, would like to advocate for the Obi-Wan Salacious Crumb duo film. I think it'd be something that's never been done before and has a lot of legs. We might even get our own trilogy out of that. So if you have a question for us on listener mail, you can write to me at StormDuper on Twitter or at StormDuper at gmail.com or at Faking Star Wars on Twitter or Instagram. We'd be happy to read your question on the next episode of Faking Star Wars Radio. You're a madman. Well, guys, unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, IG, would you tell the listeners where they can locate us? Uh, you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Faking Star Wars. And if you have any inquisitional 
a provocation for us, you can hit us up on Twitter and ask us a question using the hashtag FSWRadio, and we promise to read it next week. You can also get official Faking Star Wars t-shirts and stickers and mugs and all kinds of other great stuff at teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com slash user slash Faking Star Wars. Also, follow me on Twitter at StormDuper. And you can follow me at tbrontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And you can follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. Since you started being co-host about a year ago, Teeb, uh, have you noticed an uptick to your Twitter flower followers? I have. I went from one to more than one. Oh, I think that's my mom. Well, tell her thank you very much, and tell her thank you again. If you like what you hear and want to support what we do, please visit patreon.com slash fakingstarwars and sign up. sign up to become a patron. You not only support us fakers financially, uh, but it helps us to keep making the content that you love. And most importantly, you will get a reward for just as little as a buck a month. Be like Darth Taxis, who has perpetually joined at the fake Jedi Knight tier. Have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. If you write a funny review, we may read it on an upcoming episode. And don't forget, we're also on Stitcher at Faking Star Wars Radio. And as always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you all and all of our followers for listening. Should we say it together this time? I mean, uh, this is kind of great. You know, we've done it. Uh, this is our one of our only three-way episodes we've had, I think, in the last two seasons. Maybe we should say it together. I do love a three-way. Say yes. All right. Well, um, I guess here you go, guys. May the... And of course, and of course, <laughs> may, may, may the Shall we do it again? May the fox. I don't be may the fox be with you. <laughs> and so, of course, may the foe. Oh, that's not, that didn't work that time again. Okay, and of course, and of course, then, may, may the, the foe be with, with you. you. May the foe be with you. Oh, wait, I, I screwed that up again, and totally not deliberately. Oh, it's geez, like a 21 I... gun salute, but with yeah. like 21 separate guns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just all randomly firing. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, see you next time, or maybe not, based on IG. Uh, IG, Murdering get it together. you all. No! Yes. No! No!